Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. You are about to listen to my interview with Gary Willoughby, a soft-spoken man leading the mission to create a more humane community through education, rescuing, protecting, and enhancing the lives of animals, and nurturing the bond between animals and people in Erie County, New York. Gary began his vegan journey 12 years ago. Hey, Gary, it's Gabrielle. Hey, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Gary, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. I'm a husband. I'm a son. I'm a former college basketball player, someone who really loves the environment and loves to be outdoors, someone who loves all animals, all walks of life, uh, grew up on farms, loved to always learn more about being healthy, caring for animals, and, and getting to know other people. And what is it that you currently do professionally? My, my current role is the president and CEO of the Erie County SPCA in Buffalo, New York, the nation's second oldest animal welfare organization. Wow. And... What are your personal aspirations for your future? For my future is to lead this organization to be the best it possibly can be. My wife is from this part of the country, and it was really, really an honor to be recruited to come here three years ago. So I want to help not only this organization, this community, but all of Western New York to uh, be a better place for animals and the people who love them. What an awesome goal. I love it. If you were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners, how would you share with them why you are vegan in your own words as if speaking with them? Sure. As I'm talking to young people, and we do have summer camps and fall camps and break camps here, and so I do talk to children all the time. And I, when I talk about what I like to do is my love of animals, and as I've grown and I've learned that we don't absolutely need animals for sustenance, that we can have them for companionship, uh, we can love animals, but we don't need them for nutrition. We can eat plants and vegetables, and there are so many other great things that we can grow that will nourish our bodies just as well. What made you decide to become vegan? What, what tipped the scales for you to go all in? I became vegan um, after many years of volunteering and fostering and being board member of animal welfare. It became my full-time vocation probably about uh, in 2007. Shortly after, I started attending uh, animal welfare conferences and I, and I started seeing a couple of conferences that actually had all the food was vegan. And it started me thinking about, you know, how can I come celebrate dogs and cats and the animals in my shelter by eating other animals? You know, we were having fundraisers where we're doing chicken barbecues and, you know, and other types of barbecue events to celebrate animals. And it just didn't seem right with my values. So I really took a deep dive and started learning what it meant to be vegan. I knew about, I had friends that were vegetarians growing up, but I wanted to learn more about what, what the difference was. Uh, it, so fortunately, the Internet had a variety of resources for me, and I started finding some mentors to also talk to, and that's how I made that, that transition. And how do you define a vegan lifestyle? A vegan lifestyle to me is a, a plant-based diet, um, going out of my way to try to cause no harm to animals whenever possible. Um, I also looking at the clothing that I wear, um, you know, looking for vegan alternatives for belts and shoes, and it's like not having cars with leather interior you know, trying to not have any uh, animal-based products uh, in my home at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Please share how you continue to benefit from being vegan physically, emotionally, and spiritually. 
for me, I think the benefits, I know my health has uh, never been better. I just had my annual physical again. I'm on the verge of uh, turning 50. So uh, uh, as I get older, I really be thinking about um, most of the men in my life um, in my in my family uh, died very young. Um, heart conditions, bad, bad health, um, combination of smoking and bad diets. Uh, so for me, it was really just even for my own self-reliance is trying to live healthier. Uh, fortunately, I never smoked and I've always tried to eat a little bit better than a lot of my family members. So that's one thing I see as a health benefits. Obviously, working in this field that I do, um, also seeing that benefits to the animals uh, as well as the environment. Um, like I said, growing up, uh, spending a lot of my time on farms and seeing how much land it takes to to take care of cattle and all the grains and feed that they need as well and what impact that's having on our planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about your vegan lifestyle, a week in the life of Gary. What I tell people, my wife and I, my wife of 29 years, Megan, we, uh, we, we are, you know, we've both been vegan at the same time. She was able to jump in there with me. She loves animals just as much as I do. Uh, and really, I tell people it's not much different than the average person. You know, sometimes they eat junk food. Sometimes I eat, you know, really good food, uh, eat out as much as, as the average person. Uh, it takes a little bit more research, but uh, I start my day off with a bowl of cereal with almond milk and making sure I pick the right types of cereal that are, that, uh, I've learned over time that certain things get mixed in there that aren't um, aren't vegan that you might think they are in cereal or other breakfast foods. Uh, and then again, you know, lunch and dinner, or just uh, looking at what types of restaurants uh, I can eat at. I eat a lot more Thai and sometimes Indian and Vietnamese and uh, you know, Mexican, other other types of food that I did growing up. Um, as I've learned that they're more vegan friendly. Yep. And what is most important to you about living a vegan lifestyle? I, I think, again, so much I, I care about animals so much, that's probably my normal, my number one um, thought. And I realize, again, I work in an environment where there are still some animals that we care for here that require eating food that is derived from other animals. So, again, I can't make my organization vegan. We have a wildlife department. Uh, we have our dogs and cats. So uh, I want to cause as little harm to animals as I possibly can. Uh, I've, I've never felt healthier um, and, I, and I feel a lot better knowing that, uh, again, I can eat well, tasty food, healthy food, and, and not impact animals uh, in a negative way. Mm -hmm. What do you wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan or about living a vegan lifestyle in general? I think, I, they, I think a lot of people probably know it's, it's, um, there's some health benefits to it. I think it questions our, our upbringings, our, our uh you know, our social structures of eating together. I think sometimes folks that I've talked to are very nervous about that self-reflection of if they see somebody or meet somebody that doesn't eat animals and realizes it's easy and it's not expensive and it's uh, readily available and healthy, um, not everybody's ready to self-reflect. I think sometimes I start off with maybe just one snack or we had our summer picnic for work here recently and my wife made some some food and everybody, you know, ate some pasta salad and other things that she made and realized it's nothing to be afraid of. I think a lot of times just trying something new is, is scary to people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there anything you wish more people would have a conversation about around veganism? I think just understanding. I think that there, it's easy to criticize or label um, everybody of any type the same. So if somebody's vegan, you know, we hear see comics making jokes about them, or mm -hmm. they think that everybody is the same. And uh, you know, I'm I'm a six foot eight former basketball player, um, a, a big person, but probably one of the last people that someone would think was vegan. Again, I'm like I said, an athlete. I still um, you know playing uh, 
sports leagues, basketball leagues, and uh, what they might think. You know, there are people in everyday society that may not look or act like they think they do who are vegan and, are, again, are very healthy, and it isn't really that difficult with just a little bit of research to do it. So I would encourage people to, if they find people, or even starting off by just finding groups online on Facebook and other social media outlets, there are so, so many resources out there for people. Try a meal. Try, try one or two things and realize it's going to be healthy for you. Yep. Okay, when you hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan, do you feel you're able to change their perspective with what you know? I, I think it's kind of case by case. I always have to be, I take into account my responsibilities my, in my organization, and especially if, say, if somebody's one of my employees, I don't want them to feel bullied or threatened, or mm-hmm. I try to just focus on the positive things. And, and it's usually, for most people, it's, oh, I could never give up cheese. Of course, I know they could, and I have, <laughs> and, uh, and I readily tell them some vegan cheeses I like better than others. And so I just try to make it relatable to them and just kind of get into the deep dive. I mean, most people... Almost no one ever comes to me and just says, oh, I really love hunting animals and I love, you know, I love the meat that way or something. It's more of just they don't understand or they love a certain type of food that wouldn't be, that isn't vegan and are afraid of you know, giving that up for some reason. Yeah. How do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty, environmental concerns and the like via social media and news outlets? I think it's kind of all over place. I mean, again, it's part of it's culturally. Um, you know, a lot of the what I would consider factory farm type of companies uh, spend a lot of money in advertising, mm-hmm. and so there's you know again I see in your local school systems you might have the dairy council or the beef council or somebody sponsors rooms does a lot of so it's it's integrated in society so much and 4-H clubs and a lot of different areas. It's it's a really tough issue to get into without potentially offending people and offending their beliefs, and so. Starting off with just, again, trying to find agreement, understanding many people eat individual meals or lots of things that are vegan and they just don't even really think about it as that because we don't call it that. Mm-hmm. They may have a salad. They like fruits. They like vegetables. They, again, I think a lot of it is, is just um, getting them to open their minds to trying something new. Yep, exactly. What questions would you pose to mainstream media to move the conversation to what you feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of veganism? I, I w- whenever I just talk to anybody, I kind of want to know, in particular people, like I said, I do have some hunters still in my family and, and lots of people that fish. And, and, and again, they, they're a little tougher nut to crack um, you know, early on because they think it challenges their manhood or something mm-hmm. like that if they're not you know, the hunter-gatherer types. And, but for the average person, it's more of understanding more about where their food comes from. And it's, it's, you get desensitized to it when you just go into a grocery store and everything's nicely packaged and, or you go through the fast food drive through and it comes you know, in your Happy Meal and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's really just talking to people, especially using examples in the nicest way of if it's someone in my family or someone I know. We, you know, we all had people that, that, that left us too early because, and partly because of their diet choices. And starting with my grandfather that I lost when I was 16, who was a farmer who ate very, very unhealthy, but he grew all his own vegetables, but he also raised his own uh, chickens and pigs and, and cattle and, and had his own dairy cows. And, and unfortunately, he had a heart attack very young. And most of my relatives agree, we'd like to have my grandfather along, around mm-hmm. a lot longer. And that was, that was one of the factors. You know, we can talk freely, freely about smoking, but they get a little bit more nervous when we talk about his, his dietary choices. Yeah. How do you feel about the use of self-identifiers such as Megan partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like? Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge label person necessarily. I think it's, uh, I mean, I understand to a degree whether someone's, a, you know, obviously a vegetarian, but 
I think a lot of people don't understand necessarily the differences or oh, I'm a vegan except I eat chicken on Fridays or you know, <laughs> I hear, you know all, all kinds of uh, exceptions. And that's, again, I'm, I'm happy when people try. I started off the first year I made the transition. I became a vegetarian before I was vegan. And then as I started thinking about it, I actually felt more guilty. Um, like, well, if I know this is, I'm doing this for animal welfare, why am I picking and choosing winners and losers? Mm-hmm. And my wife loved cheese and we decided together, you know, what we're going to, we're, we're going to say goodbye to the cheese and we're going to, you know, and we're going to go full in vegan and never look back. And again, if, if we don't enjoy a meal as much uh, immediately, that's okay. We're going to keep finding other recipes, other uh, spices, other things to get to that, that good taste, which we have. And now we don't, occasionally we do vegan cheese on things, but I'm, I'm so used to not having it that it, and most of the time I don't, I don't eat it if I'm, if I'm having a veggie burger or something like that or a vegan hot dog. Because yeah. so much of, of eating is a social thing and those memories yep. of grandma's favorite recipe or things like that. Exactly. And if you can, so, many, so many talented people are veganizing a lot of recipes. And, again, it's the best time ever to, to try this because there are so many supportive people out there that will freely share their recipes, their ideas, their suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, as I said, there's, it's so much easier to try this than the folks that maybe started doing this 20 or 30 years ago. Right. And you and your wife became vegan when? Uh, 2009. Okay. Cool. The so transition from vegetarian a little bit before that and, uh, and then, and then and vegan in 2009. And we were, before that, even my wife always had a phobia about um, um, any kind of meat that was on the bone still, uh-huh. uh, even as a child. And so... It was really easy for her to stop chicken, you know, didn't like fish, didn't, there were a number of things. So we would already, even before that, we were, you know, kind of very streamlined, knowing there was so much breading and those types of things. You know, even the vegan chicken nuggets are probably pretty similar in recipe, just with a few modifications. So Mm -hmm. that was an easy transition. So we ate a lot of pasta and rice dishes, and and now it's the same thing, but just we we eat a lot more tofu than we used to. (laughs) How do you feel about the phrase plant-based being used today by companies of all kinds for meals, textiles, home goods, accessories, personal care, and other products that are not, in fact, vegan? It's a good question. I don't, um, I, I don't know too many specific. I like the term in general plant-based if it truly is plant-based because I think sometimes people get scared by the term vegan mm-hmm. if they don't know what it is. So, um, so if it's a plant-based veggie burger or something like that, if it truly is vegan, then I think it's still whatever the terminology is to make somebody open their mind to something. Obviously, if they're trying to trick people into something through good marketing techniques, that's that. Obviously, you never, as a vegan, you never want to be tricked into something, right? Um, or, or you know, just anybody. No consumer wants to be tricked by somebody in their marketing uh, campaigns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What vegans do you respect and perhaps keep tabs on? Occasionally, I'll meet other people in the field at conferences, and I tend to connect with them. I know John Sally, who's another basketball player that. Uh, that played for the Detroit Pistons. Um, he's even taller than me at six foot eleven. He's probably the tallest vegan I've ever heard of. Uh, <laughs> and and so whenever I, I respond well to other athletes, I guess that are vegan, because I guess I think that's another stigma. They think every vegan is uh, skin and bones and can barely has enough energy to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's clearly not the case. They come, you know, they're skinny and big, tall and short. You know, every every color, every you know, every background, every denomination, uh, all walks of life. And uh, uh, but you know, again, somebody who grew up in sports i love to see people performing well without you know thinking oh i've got to put myself full of beef dinner every night I have to have another ribeye steak or i'm not going to have enough protein and enough muscle tone and there are vegan bodybuilders there are just so many remarkable people in all walks of life that are healthy mm-hmm. uh, and again are going to live longer healthier lives and not die of a heart attack in their 50s mm-hmm. what's the most difficult decision along your vegan journey that you've had to make 
Um, I'm trying to think. I don't really think I've had too many. I don't think it was difficult. I think it was more because like I, said, I had a lot of resources. I, I just had to overcome myths or just not sure how easy it was going to be. It, and again, every year gets easier and easier. Finding non-leather-based products, that's been a challenge. Uh, partly, again, being so tall that I special order everything anyways, mm-hmm. my, my shoes, my clothes. But again, like anything else, technology is catching up and there are more and more options all the time. So early on, I had if I had some leather shoes or leather belts, I, I figured I was going to wear them out till till they're you know well beyond their normal exp- before I throw away old ones and just mm-hmm. uh, try to you know try to use them forever. But uh, again, I've been I've been so satisfied and so happy that there was so much support out there. So I've never really found anything to be that incredibly difficult for me. And sneakers, it's not too hard. Again, you can do your research and find them. Um, I don't. I have. The only pair I still have a pair of leather boots that I wear once in a great while. They're, they're probably 20 years old. Yeah. Um, uh, that I. But again, I, I used to ride motorcycles a lot more often, so they were my motorcycle shoes. So. Yeah. Um, but most of my most of my shoes, there are um, quite a few um, vegan shoe brands, mm-hmm. and uh, and I can search by size and usually find find things. So every once in a while, it's difficult. You know, more more and more difficult. But uh, and with belts, with wallets, um, but somebody's been. Somebody's been doing the work out there, knowing there are other people like me that want, want awesome. those things. So That's awesome. To sum up our time together in one sentence, please tell us, why are you vegan? I'm vegan because I believe, honestly, it's the right way to be, to live your life. Um, if you love animals, if you care about the environment and the future that, uh, for, our, for, the, for kids and grandkids and you know, the future of our planet, uh, and also to live the healthiest life I possibly can, um, I feel better. Um, you know, again, emotionally, physically, every, spiritually, every way possibly by, by making this choice, and I wish I had done it much sooner. Is there anything you'd like to discuss that hasn't been asked today in our session? No, I think we've, done a, we've had a good, well-rounded discussion on it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, Gary, like I said before, I, uh, I would love to do anything I can to keep up this connection with you. So if there are events that uh, you would like to focus on or any of your uh, passion projects outside of work, uh, anything you can think of and anybody else you can think of that might want to speak with me, I, I am essentially building a community that was the whole purpose of why we were vegan in the very first place back in 2013. And um, I, I would love to be able to empower all of us to be able to handle uh, in, in grace some of the challenges that do come with being vegan in a world where vegan is a small percentage. And I know we all hope for that percentage to continue to grow. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, the only other thing we're it's, – it's not totally vegan-based, but we're trying to build in our area. We're one of the coalitions. We have, a, like I said, our, our school programs and uh, – there's a national program called the Good Food Purchasing Program. I don't uh-huh. know if you're familiar with that. Nope. Uh, yeah, so we, we're one of the member agencies now, and with our, we have our own farm here, and we started growing a lot of uh, our own vegetables, so the kids here learn more about this, more than just visiting our chickens and, and, our, and our horses and our, and our goats and everything. So we're, awesome. um, we're participating with the City of Buffalo Schools, and I know, uh, I believe Los Angeles has a program, Chicago. Um, they're starting in New York City now in Minneapolis and uh, in treating farm workers better, but also um, trying to have more meat alternatives in the school systems. Again, that's the best way to do a lot of, a lot of change and a lot of things. That's why we have camps in, in the beginning is to reach people when they're more open-minded, when they're younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, and more open to new things. So they're, they're doing more with, uh, here locally in that regard without, again, 
taking it slow, knowing there's a lot of lobbying groups, a lot of dairy farmers in western New York. So mm-hmm. so that's the challenge is uh, obviously we'd like them to uh, switch over to almonds or soy or something else. But uh, you know, hopefully that's the trend that we're going to. You know, that we're going to. I was super excited whenever I see like a former dairy farmer getting out of that business and switching it over to, you know, yeah. uh, growing, growing almonds or soy or soybeans or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh, that's great. The Good Food Purchasing Program here talks to some, I know several of the folks went over and visited the group in Chicago recently, and they try to share each other's best practices. And some of those things I've heard them discussing at some of the meetings I've gone to, especially getting the kids to learn how to grow some urban farming and yeah. uh, a lot of food to table type things. And I, I think they even have, there's a nonprofit that is kind of coordinating it. And they, uh, I think they even have their own small urban garden that's growing pretty quickly now. And they, I don't think they're using high school kids yet, but maybe the younger kids that are in that same same area, they're likely to be struggling to graduate yeah. uh, and trying to even reach them in middle school ages. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I, 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 everybody's doing a good job of publishing what they're doing and uh, everybody's just really soaking up like sponges and trying to see how we can apply that in our communities. It's amazing, isn't it? I just love it. Everything is so forward-moving. Well, Gary, this has been great. I am so glad you reached out. Okay, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Gabriel. Take care. All right, take care. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site, whywearevegan.org, for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.